recorded live. Hello, hello. How's it going, everyone? You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Today is August 5th, 2015, and this is episode number 118, Reflections on Satoru Iwata. So today, I'm here, your host, Hassan, and joined with me here today is Steve. Hey, Hassan, it's been a while. I'm glad we're all back again. Well, almost all of us. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, Greg as well? Hey, everyone. Great to be back. It has been a while. Last episode was E3, but it's been a long summer, um, and we've all just kind of been busy doing lots of different things, but we're excited to be back doing some more episodes for you, so we'll kind of get back to doing things a bit more regularly. regularly. So, um, yeah, we have a couple different things to discuss. Obviously, our main topic will be uh, Satoru Iwata uh, in honor of him, so we will be discussing that in length uh, later on. Um, but we kind of want to just get some of the, the announcements and stuff out of the way so then we can focus on, on that discussion later. Uh, so, by the way, for those that are listening, this podcast, what we really like about it is the fact that it's very interactive. So any of you that are listening or watching us live can participate with us. So we are on TalkShoe, and you can hear our audio live through TalkShoe, which this then auto-uploads to iTunes later, by the way, so you can subscribe on iTunes for free. Uh, but we are also on Google Hangouts as well. So you can also watch us live. You can see our faces. Um, and we'll be talking about Amiibo later. You can actually see some, some of the Amiibo that we're talking about. So uh, it's a bit more interactive. There's chat rooms that you can join in. You can call in to the podcast as well. The full details and all of that are on NintendoFuse.com. Just click on the, pod, the podcast post, and you'll see all the details on how to participate. So definitely post comments if you're there. Uh, shout out to Mike, fellow uh, staff member. Who's uh, he's chilling in both chats? He's a he's a pro. <laughs> he's hanging out in both of the chats that we got going on. I know, right? I'm like struggling to juggle between all the screens going on. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that's that. So first things first, we wanted to get to some of the announcements that were made today. Actually, a press release was posted from Nintendo today uh, with some release dates. So. The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. We heard about that game at E3. Well, now we have a release date for for the game, October 23rd. So it's that game where up to three players can play uh, locally, either with uh, download play or you can play online as well, which is pretty cool. So October 23rd is the release date for that. The press release also dated some other games. Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer is coming September 25th. Chibi Robo Ziplash on October 9th. Uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon and Yokai Watch are both still scheduled just for holiday, basically. Um, so, are you guys? You guys have these dates marked on your calendar now. Are you ready for these dates? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. I hate, I hate to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are pretty excited about a lot of these games, but for me, it's like, eh. Like, I, I think I'll, I'll probably end up. I might get the the Triforce Heroes game, um, but I don't know. I might might just wait and kind of see what other people are thinking about it and, and everything first. And I played a little bit of it at the um, Best Buy event when I went to go play Super Mario Maker, and it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it, but I don't know if it'd be you know something that I'm really really excited about. 
And to be honest, like I, I couldn't care less about Happy Home Designer. Um, and Chibi Robo, it might be one of those games that I get down the road. I don't think it's something I have to jump on like right away. I'll see how other people react, and then it seems like you know a lot of people like it. And and if I have you know a few extra dollars to spend, and I'm going to be traveling a lot, I need a good 3DS game. I might get it later on. Um, the Mystery Dungeon, I've never been into those games, and and the, <laughs> the OK Watch game, I don't even know. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm the furthest from Japanese you can get probably, so I don't really get into the you know Japanese styled games very much at all. So um, yeah, I it's not too much exciting you know news for me, unfortunately. And I kind of mirror those opinions, but I think I probably will end up getting the Triforce Hero. So I did see if you could travel around with like two paper characters, paper dolls they were calling them in the press release, that if you didn't have any friends to play with, you could still play the game solo. So I'll probably end up seeing how that goes. But I don't know if I'll get it on release day. I might put it on like my Christmas list or something to get later. But I'll see how that all works out. The other four games I didn't really have much interest in. I think even from the E3 podcast, I felt the 3DS had a pretty um, low showing for me for the rest of this year. So um, I, there's not really a whole lot that I'm really excited for until next year. So more excited for September 11th with more Amiibo and more and Super Mario Maker. Yes, definitely. There's a lot coming uh, coming at that time. Um the uh, yeah, Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes is something I might. I, I don't know. I'm I'm debating that one because I'm. I don't really have anybody to play with locally. I could play online, but I'd probably wait and see like how fun people say that is online or not, uh, and depending on what else I have going on at the time. Um, Chibi Robo, like I want the amiibo, so that's probably the main reason why like I'm thinking about getting the game. I've heard a lot about Chibi Robo and stuff too, but I'm like, yeah, maybe this is my opportunity to jump in. We'll see. So I'm I'm True. still debating I, I, that. I forgot I forgot about the amiibo. So maybe I'll change <laughs> my mind. <laughs> I was just thinking about the game itself, but maybe maybe that might that might convince me otherwise. Yeah, package <laughs> with it. So yeah, that is true. So there's that uh, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. I'm not really like hyped for that game at all, really, just because it just seems like a very stripped down portion of Animal Crossing and just focused on one element of the game. But that being said, I mean, I love Animal Crossing and I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. I really kind of like haven't paid much attention to the game too, to be honest, partly because I just kind of want some of it to just be a surprise and just be an experience and just see like what's in it or, you know, what you can really do just to, I don't know. Maybe there's nothing that's a surprise in there. Maybe it's super basic. Who knows? But uh, but I am excited to collect the uh, all the Amiibo cards. Uh, my wallet is not excited, but I'm excited. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, I assume they'll probably release around the same time as the game then, if not beforehand or something. So. Oh, I bet they'll be there launch day. Because, I mean, like the classic Mario for Mario makers coming on the day that that game comes out. The Chibi Robo will be there on the day that comes out. I mean, they always plan all these things. The Yoshi Woolly World Amiibo are probably the same day that that game comes out. So, Yeah, definitely. I just wonder with the Amiibo cards, like, if they'll be really hard to find as well or, like, how that's going to work. You know, that'll be interesting. 
Yeah, I don't. That's so. what they haven't said. So I don't know if it's like random packs, or if they'll know what cards will be in each pack and whatever. I don't yeah. know how they're doing that. So I know it's out in Japan, and I know they're doing the booster packs and all that. So it's all random, and it's like three dollars. No, three cards in a pack, and like five or six dollars a pack. So it's kind of pricey, but it's like three cards yeah. and it's random. So it's like yikes. Yeah, so hopefully it's cheaper, and hopefully we get more cards in our packs here. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be random, because I think that's just their way of getting people to buy more. So you have to trade and collect them and stuff. So so hopefully they're not yeah. like those Nintendo events, like the Kid Icarus cards. <laughs> but maybe it'll actually be for sale this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really hope they don't do event-only cards. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Nintendo be- World Online. <laughs> Be right back, booking a trip to New York. <laughs> um, At least we're not that far away. We have to go all the way, <laughs> like halfway across the country like Greg does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I still get, I still get my pilgrimage out there. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Mike in the chat says he's pretty excited for Yokai Watch and Devil's Third. Um, I know there was that whole thing with Devil's Third, like, is it coming? Is it not coming? Who's publishing it? What's going on? So finally, well, and, then, and then after that, like people finally saw a little bit of it, and they were like, "This looks awful." But <laughs> apparently, they're like, "We didn't, you didn't see, you know, the full, you know, game or whatever." And they kind of come back this this whole thing back and forth with the with the developers and everything. So that was kind of interesting. So I, I don't know what to really think about Double Third just yet. Yeah. That uh definitely something that I'm kind of curious to see how that turns out after all the, the talk about it and everything. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so those are some of the upcoming games that are coming out. But, of course, as we said, there's Amiibo as well. So coming out on September 11th alongside Super Mario Maker is the uh, 30th anniversary Mario Amiibo, the classic colors. They said the modern colors they're going to announce at a later time, how that's going to release. But also, we have a new wave of Smash Brothers Amiibo. We have Zero Suit Samus, Olimar, Bowser Jr., Dr. Mario, and Ganondorf. And then uh, announced for September 25th is a three-pack, a retro three-pack of Duck Hunt, Rob, and Mr. Game & Watch. So supposedly, it seems like you're not going to be able to buy those Amiibo separately, at least not initially. So there'll be a three-pack of those uh, that is releasing. The Me Fighter three-pack that was going to come out uh, in September, I think got pushed back to uh, November now as well. So kind of spacing things out a bit. Um, so yeah, personally, I know I'm going to try and collect them all as I have been trying to do. Although I, the retro three pack kind of threw me off a little bit because I wasn't expecting that to be like the only way to buy them. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering like why they did that. It's really interesting. I don't know. I'm, I'm oh. kind of excited though because really it's it's the only three that I really want. Um, of all of them, I, I mean the the retro Mario one is is you know uh, you know that's obvious, um, but the of the other ones that are coming out on the 11th, um, you know I'm not too excited about it. I, I really like the the retro three, and it's kind of cool that they're just coming in a bundle because that means it's just one purchase, um, just one pre-order, one purchase, I'm done. And I heard that uh, the GameStop was going to have an early pre-order thing this Saturday. Um, for that bundle, and so um, those of you that are collecting, if that is true, head to GameStop to to do that. Um, and you know, it's nice that 
you know, I think it's one per, per person too. Um, but it's nice that I don't have to worry about, you know, tracking down three different separate, you know, amiibo. I can just, you know, purchase one and be done with it. So. Yeah, I didn't really care to have to have Rob, and I was kind of impartial to Mr. Game & Watch. The one I really wanted was Duck Hunt, so I might just have to bite the bullet and get the three-pack. But I think I was just going to pick up Ganondorf to complete my Legend of Zelda collection, and I think that was pretty much all the ones I really wanted that were left on the list. I still have a few of the ones that have already been out now, like Little Max to get, but won't be ever seeing him again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear from yeah. that event on Saturday that some of the GameStops, if you have, like, that pro membership, you can get in, like, an hour early or something. Um, you have to, like, call and check your local GameStop to see if that's the case. Not all stores are doing it, but there are, I guess, uh, some stores that are going to. Hmm. Yeah, there are some rumors that, that only pro members would be able to even pre-order, but I think they, they debunked that rumor, and it was just, yeah, if, if there might be some, you know, extra, you know, thing that you get, but anybody can, can do the pre-order. Well, yeah, I, I know anyone can do the pre-order, but I think they said like they might open the doors like an hour early to let the members in first. Right. Right. Yeah, I think, yeah, I was just saying that originally people thought it was only pro members that could even pre-order at all. But, yeah, I think it's just yeah. an extra kind of a bonus to be able to get in early. But that's not at all of them. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, Greg and I were talking before the podcast, too, and we were wondering about the the three-pack and, like, in other countries, if it's going to be sold only in the three-pack or sold individually as well because there's the option of importing, too. And I know for me, like, I wanted to also get the different colored Rob, you know, like from Japan and stuff. So it's like, will I have to buy another three-pack just for that other Rob? Or, you know, I wonder. So I guess we'll have to wait yeah, and see I'm what sure they know. I'm people buying them and reselling them. You can always take advantage of that, I guess. <laughs> True, true. I mean, it's kind of a lot harder to resell. You'd have to open up all three of them, so you have the out-of-box, right? It's true. But, I mean, if you're going to open them anyhow, then I Hudson does, so he won't be able to do his right. unboxing video because it's already be unboxed, but... I'll just have that person film it. That'll be a requirement for purchasing it on eBay. You have to film the unboxing video for me as well, and then... <laughs> then you can unbox it from the package. Like the the actual box. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So technically, it's an unboxing still, different kind of unboxing, but it's still an unboxing. So, uh, yep. And hey, we have Barry. Here. Welcome, Barry. Hey guys, sorry about that. I'm back. <laughs> no problem. Um, how's uh how's your wife feeling? Uh she's doing better now. She uh. She just wasn't feeling well, so I was stuck at her side, and then the next thing I know, I was like, oh, crap, it's 920. So I do apologize for my lateness and my tardiness, but I'm here. No worries. But it- All right. Great to have you back. Several lashes with a wet noodle. I don't know. That's what my, <laughs> like, seventh grade teacher used to, math teacher used to always say, like, 40 <laughs> lashes with a wet noodle. I don't know how a wet noodle can make it 40 lashes, but... <laughs> I'll tell you what, Steve, you can do that if you've beaten Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 I was like a weekend thing what for me. It, yeah, this totally what have you been doing since the last episode? Weekend. Come on, that's, Steve. That's Haven't you already it. beaten it? That, that's <laughs> pretty much all I've been doing. I beat Xenoblade Chronicles X. 
to, to play it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I learned Japanese and I uh, imported and, a Japanese console. Um, yeah, yeah, imported <laughs> a Japanese console, learned Japanese, and beat the game all in a month. So uh, what now? Hmm. Of course. <laughs> So now you're the one flacking, Barry. Half the time. <laughs> hey, you know what? They just announced the collector's edition today, so I'm ready to pre-order. Just let me do it. That's all I need. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so we're just talking about all the Amiibo release dates and everything uh, that were announced. We kind of went through those. Even more Amiibo to collect. I know I just got finished with the uh, the last wave of Amiibo with Palutena and uh, Dark Pit as well. So. Um, I don't know how uh, Dark Pit I got on Amazon. Palutena was surprisingly like easy to get. They had plenty of stock on Amazon. It was pretty nice. And yeah, I was you were pretty happy with the way that turned out. Yeah, I, I just picked them up too. I was up in the morning. Actually, uh, one of the uh, Smash Brother competitive Smash Brother players was actually at my Best Buy uh, in the morning, and it was kind of funny because I saw like all these like little kids. Because, like, you know, our generation, we look at movie stars or music stars. Like, oh, my God, you know, there's George Clooney. Or, oh, my God, there's Tom Cruise. Like, these little kids, I mean, they must have been, like, 14, 15, but, like, like girling out over this guy. Like, oh, my God, he's our favorite Internet celebrity. And it was pretty funny just to watch. But, yeah, it was really cool. It made the morning go a little faster. Getting to talk to him and play Smash against him. Nice. Get get owned. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course we all got owned. Question. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, the while we're on the subject of amiibo as well, one of the things that I did also get was the yarn Yoshi one, Yoshi's Woolly World amiibo. I imported them, got them on Amazon. They have them with the Amazon Prime shipping, but these guys are adorable. So I'll have an unboxing video on Nintendo Fuse within the next few days, but. Uh, they're pretty cool. So there's that. So that is Amiibo. So lots of different things coming out in the, the next few weeks and months. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing all that. Um, one of the other things that released recently was new DLC for Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. So we have uh, a couple of different things. There's an update that brought tournament mode finally uh, as well as YouTube integration so you can now upload your replays to YouTube directly which is pretty cool and there's new DLC uh, purchases in the forms of two classic stages Hyrule Castle 64 and Peach's Castle 64 uh, and a bunch of new Mii Fighter costumes King K. Rule Krom um, a whole bunch of different kinds different just like Mii Fighter jackets and stuff so uh, lots of different uh, kinds there um so yeah did you guys get the new dlc have you tried it out what do you think i did i finally got to update last night because i was uh pretty much like out of town for the last uh week or so and so um i i downloaded everything last night and uh played for a couple hours um played um through tournament mode um i haven't set up a tournament or anything i'm sure we'll we'll have some a nintendo fuse tournament sometime um, so I'm looking forward to, to playing, you know, some of our readers and listeners and everything like that. Um, and then, um, I, I did not try the YouTube integration. Um, I know Mike, you know, recorded one of his matches, uh, for us. So, um, that's kind of cool and everything. I'm glad it's there. I, I don't know if I'll really use it very often, but for those people that really enjoy sharing their matches, um, that's pretty cool. 
And um, I did download uh, Hyrule Castle um, because I'm a huge fan of the original Hyrule Castle, and so I'm so excited it's back. And I did download that. Um, it's fun. It's, uh, I love the, just the music and, and playing that, you know, getting stuck under the right side, um, you know, being able to just, like, you know, spam people and just hit them over and over and over again under that thing and just build up their percentage. It's great. Um, so I did that, and that, that's pretty much it. I didn't download any of the um, the the costumes or, or anything like that. Um, I just uh, I pretty much just downloaded uh, Hyrule Castle and, and called it a day um, on top of the, you know all the free updates. Um, but I did I did look around at you know what some other people had shared recently, and there's also already some really cool um, me's using you know the new costumes and, and stuff like that. Um, so I downloaded a couple of those and um, downloaded a couple people you know, uh, created, created stages and, and things like that. So, you know, I, I haven't actually tapped into some of the sharing features that they enabled a while back. So that was, that was kind of cool to, to play around with that too. So, um, yeah, I think the, the biggest thing that I'm disappointed, I guess, about is the, the tournament mode that's only online. Cause I, I've been in certain circumstances where it'd have been really cool to have Brawl's, uh, local tournament mode, um, available. And I was thinking when they said, you know, tournament mode's coming later, I thought them at local and online, not just online. I'm kind of bummed that they don't have the local mode. Um, hoping that maybe they might integrate that later, but if it's just online, I mean, that's, that's okay, that's cool. But there, there are times where I've had, you know, been in a large group of people and we would have, it been really cool to have that built into the game instead of having to, you know, do our own. Because it was cool before in Brawl, which I don't know if you guys used it, um, the tournament mode, but you could actually it just told you what players next, and you like swapped out controllers, and you and you're right in. But if you're running your own, you have to like back back out. Everybody has to pick which controller they want to use, and then you have to go. And it just it takes a lot of time. I thought the the one they they incorporated into Brawl was was really handy, and it'd been cool if they brought it in the Wii U version too. Hmm. What did, what about you, Greg? Um, I also didn't get a chance to check out tournament mode or really any of the new like uploading feature. Um, I did download both Hyrule Castle and the Super Mario Brothers stage. I'm a sucker for the N64 levels. I pretty much all of them hold dear to my heart, so I'm planning on getting all of them that are released. Um, I did play a couple matches on both of them, and they're just as fun as I remember. I'll be knocking the people into the bump into the bumper on the Super Mario level and getting the kick out of just watching them go flying towards those two like triangle things in the sky, <laughs> and then this Hyrule Castle just being like that little tornado coming and swapping out the AI and just <laughs> brings back so many fun memories of playing the 64 version of the game. Um, I did download a number of the costumes. I haven't used them. I did get K. Rule and I got the Black Knight and I. I think I also got Crumb. I don't remember if I did or not, but um, I know the first two I definitely did. Um, the Knight kind of reminded me of like a Legend of Zelda kind of integration, but I don't think it was actually from that. So I just like the look of it, so I picked it up. Um, I also haven't downloaded any of the data on my 3DS. That was all on the Wii U, and so I have the codes to redeem on 3DS in the future. But overall, it's pretty cool. I really like the levels. The, the costumes were pretty neat this time around. I'll try to use them, but I haven't even used the ones I bought from the first two waves yet. So that's also on the backlog of things to do. 
Gotcha. What about you, Barry? Uh, yeah, that night, it was what, Friday morning, it went live. I quickly did it before going to sleep so that I would have the like all the new stages for uh, Best Buy. And uh, I got to mess around with uh, playing on the new stages, which are the old stages, but it, it brought me back to being in high school again. So I loved it. I love those stages. I just wish Saffron City was included, maybe, hopefully, next update. Um, I did get all the costumes. I did the, the bundle for both systems. Uh, and I already started creating my Crom, like a Crom K rule, like just set up, ready to go. But I hope this doesn't mean that K rule is totally out, because I know a lot of people want them, myself included. Because there is the Samus costume and there is the Link costume, and Link and Samus are actual characters, so maybe K rule can still come. If not, Sakurai just decided to troll us all. Which wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> oh, not at yeah, all. No. No. That is true. <laughs> that is definitely true. Um, the uh, I I got the whole bundle, so I got them for for both games and everything. I haven't really tried the me costumes, but definitely, like you guys said, it was fun playing the old stages again. Like Barry, I hope they bring Saffron City back. That was a fun stage. Um, Steve, I actually didn't even realize so the tournament mode in this is only online. Like they didn't bring back the local tournament mode. No, because yeah, I thought you have to even. I was hey, you don't see you have to go to the online features in the game to even get to tournament mode. So, like, you don't even see tournament mode, like, on the main screen. You have to go to online play. Then you have to, like, it's, like, events. Because um, before it was the conquest was on there as well. So now they put conquest and tournament mode together in online events. So it's, like, it's actually kind of buried, um, like, three menus deep. Which is kind of weird, especially if you're if you're looking for it, you're like, oh man, tournament mode's there, like I did, and I was like, okay, where? And the only reason I knew is because I actually watched um, uh, Derek from Game Explained's video tour of it before I actually tried it myself, because I was waiting, you know, to before I actually got back to my Wii U to to try it out, and I just happened to watch his video, or I would have been kind of clueless at where to find it because I expected the full tournament mode thing. Yeah, I thought that's what they kind of showed in the direct or something, and, and I thought it would be like the, I didn't really play much of the tournament mode in Brawl, but the one from Melee, um, like, I mean, I played that all the time, so I thought that it would be like that, so I wonder if, like, that's coming later, or that's just not even coming at all, that's, huh, I was actually I thinking, oh, I have to go try out tournament mode, and now I'm like, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's uh, coming later. Um, but I know that there's different types of tournaments in in the Wii U version. So like you can do tournaments based on like points, um, for like similar to how Mario Kart is. Like you just set your tournament up to do, like for a couple hours, for instance, and you can get as many matches as you can. Or after so many matches, you know the top amount of points wins or something. Um, but you can also do it. Uh, there's also regular tournaments which are still online, but it's still like a 16-player bracket or a 32-player bracket or whatever, and you only move on um, if you if you win. Um, but those those are still all online. There is no local tournament mode, at least in this update. Hmm. Yeah, I got to mess around with the tournaments a little bit. I did go online to try it, and I got into a points tournament, and I did a couple matches. And it just wasn't what I was hoping for. I wanted the brackets, and I wanted it offline just to be able to do that. And not to be able to do that, was, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. I was like, no, no, I'm done. Yeah. Have you guys 
experienced much lag. Like I remember when I first started playing, it was almost lag free. And then when I was playing on tournament mode last night, I was like, wow, this is getting pretty bad. Like yeah. it's not nearly as bright as, as brawls uh, lag. That was awful. Like that was unplayable, but it was still enough where I was making mistakes that I shouldn't have been making because of the lag. Like, there's oh, yeah. certain moves that just weren't going through because it was getting caught. I, I had horrible lag when I did it to the point that, like, if I got hit and I was flying off, like, I had enough time to sit there and spam the jump button and know what direction to hit. And when it unfroze, I was able to get back. And what made it worse is I was playing with Ryu, and I would use the A button to do the commands and stuff. And it, it made it impossible to play. Yeah. Yeah, I did try Ryu a couple times, um, which I, I enjoy. Like, I, I played um, Ryu on my 3DS before, um, but I this is the first time I actually had gotten a chance to really spend a lot of time with him on, on Wii U, and I really like it. But there's a couple times I went flying off the stage because of the, the lag was so bad. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I was trying to hit him. And lo and behold, by the time the lag caught up, that guy had moved. I went flying right off stage. I haven't really done a whole lot of online recently. I mean, the last I did was, like, for Corey and that always been near perfect for the most part so i haven't really tried out the tournament mode but that doesn't have to say something about the way they did the menus it seemed like they really made those menus like super deep and you have to like like oh games and more and then like oh solo oh boom okay <laughs> this okay okay multi-man smash and it's like like eight menus in it's like they could have easily simplified that a whole lot more than the way that he did it because yeah, like, i mean it makes sense some like on the 3ds because the screen's small but i mean you got tvs that are gigantic they don't have to mirror each other exactly the 3ds version and the wii u version they could have made those menus smaller and condensed you know condensed and put more a little a little more stuff on each screen than you know three big buttons well the uh, 70 inch screen tvs have <laughs> but a lot of people do those are gigantic buttons and a lot of screen real estate you could have used to stick you know 10 things on the screen instead But yeah, I right. also wish we could have a local yeah. tournament. I actually probably would have done like amiibo tournaments with my amiibos. I would have loved to do that with a local Good. tournament. <laughs> that would be kind of cool see which of your amiibo kind of rise to the top. <laughs> Get a fresh new wave of amiibo and battle them out and see. <laughs> I, mean, I did like the eight-player smash a lot with them, and then I keep thinking one's going to win, and then one that I like thought was oh, I need to retrain like wins, and I'm like, what the heck? Like, it's been getting stuff in place, like, the last four matches, and then all of a sudden it pulls out a win. What the heck is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Hopefully they add in the local tournament uh, later on. They have been updating the game, you know, with, with new stuff and new DLC pretty frequently. So, you know, props to Nintendo for that. So I hope that continues, and I hope we do see the tournament mode um, as well. In That's the true. How long? The um, game's been out, what, like, 10 months? something like that, and they're still yeah. updating it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and you know that there's going to be more because I don't think any of the DLC characters so far have been from the Smash Brothers ballot. All that stuff has kind of already been planned from beforehand. So, like, you know there's going to be more characters. So there's plenty of room for more stages on that other screen, too. So there's got to be more DLC. Unless the coming. ballot was a whole trolling so. thing, too. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually so. valid for the next Smash Brothers game coming in right. five years. For an NX. <laughs> so, yeah, who knows? Well, uh, they've been updating it so far, so we'll see 
Another game that they have been updating as well quite a bit is Splatoon. Uh, lots of frequent updates to that game, including a new update that apparently I think went live either right before this podcast or during the podcast, the big new update. Uh, so what is in this new update? Well, it's all free, by the way, free new update for the game. Uh, there are two new matchmaking modes, new weapon types and gear, and an increase to the game's level cap. So the new matchmaking option, one of them is squad battle, where you can players can join friends in two to four player squads in ranked battle. Friends and squads will remain on the same team between matches and will play other squads at random. So you could technically have a Nintendo Fuse squad and face off against other squads and stuff as well. Then there's the private battle where you can make a private, customizable match with friends. Two to eight friends can play with whatever maps, weapons, and modes of your choosing. In fact, you don't even have to have even teams. You can have like one person against four or whatever combination that you want. So two to eight players. So Definitely a lot of uh, uh, customization options there. 1v4 the is level cap not a good idea. I've been a 1v4 yeah. on accident one time. I got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Those are, it can get pretty brutal pretty quickly. Um, the level cap has also increased. So pre- previously the level cap was at level 20. Now it's at level 50, uh, which means I'll never reach the level cap at this point. Uh, ranked battle is adding two more ranks as well, S and S+, plus, which are both higher than the A+. Plus. And then there's some new weapon types, the slosher, which is like a little bucket that you can kind of hurl ink with. And there's the splatling, which is like a Gatling-style gun that has different charge shots. And there's 40 new pieces of gear uh, in the shops that you can pick from as well. Lots of new content. Uh, pretty cool. Are you guys have you guys been playing Splatoon a lot recently, or are you guys excited about this? I I have been. In, in <laughs> fact, I've been playing Splatoon has taken over more than Smash Brothers uh, because, like I said earlier, I like the first time I had played Smash Brothers in a long time was last night because I had downloaded the the Ryu character, but I hadn't really even used him um, since I had downloaded him. Um, because I've been playing mostly Splatoon. Like, every time I had my Wii U on, it was mostly Splatoon. The last couple of weeks, I haven't been playing much because um, I've been traveling, so that just keeps me away. But, yeah, it's actually definitely my, my most played game this summer. Um, and so I'm excited about the new stuff. Um, I think it's cool that, the, you know, the game is continuing to grow. Um, I think it's interesting, an interesting approach that they've taken, though, Um because in a way, I think I even mentioned this in my review. In a way, it kind of it's cool that they keep offering support along the way. But part of me wonders, you know, what, maybe they thought about, you know, in this day and age, we can get the basic game out there and get people playing it, and then eventually we get to the full game we wanted to release in the beginning. But we need something to kind of boost sales, so let's send it out there now. It's it's available now, and we'll just keep building on it you know, all the stuff we eventually want to put in it. Because the basic game that shipped was fairly small in, you know, comparison to other games that are that are costing just as much. Now, with this update, it seems like a full, like, I would expect people to pay a $60 price tag for this game now. But in the beginning, it was kind of a bit of a stretch. Um, so it's just interesting, their their approach on, on Splatoon. But I'm excited about all the new stuff. I think it's cool. Um, you know, before playing matches with friends was kind of not the greatest, but now you can go in, you know, exactly with your friends and get a match together with your two, three, four friends or whatever 
um, and stay together as a team. And that's, that's going to be fun. I think it would be really cool, you know, if we get if, if we get together and, you know, play after a, after a podcast or something like that. And, you know, before we'd have to like, – sometimes we'd be on the same team, sometimes not or whatever. This time we kind of guarantee it, which is kind of cool. I definitely think that would be a really right. cool thing. What about to you, Greg? Do. I think that would be really cool just to have like a, an Nintendo Fuse squad. So that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I don't really have to play a whole lot on the Wii U, but like when I do, usually it has been Platoon, and I'm not even level 10 yet, so I haven't even seen the ranked battle. So that just goes to show I can only play so many matches at a time. Um, but I thought I did read like an interview or something with the director, and that's why the game did come out like in May is because if they wanted to get it out the door just so then they could see if it was going to sell and then obviously had planned all these updates all along just to keep the game continuously supported and get all the features out that they had wanted. I think there was a lot of like design decisions they had to do obviously with all the inklings and squids and all that stuff and I think that kind of took away from all the game, actual game development. So they got the basic game out there, then now they can add in all the extra levels. They can redo the levels, which I think they did in this update. They changed a few of the levels, I thought. And then they also had uh, all these new weapons and gears that they can throw out there too. So I think overall it was, it, they just keep hashing it just to get out the whole game at some point. And then I wonder if there'll be normal DLC that you'll, you'd buy and spend money like extra characters or whatever maps, who knows? But overall, Splatoon's a great game. I still enjoy a lot, so it doesn't bother me if they keep releasing it in phases. But I feel like I'll never get to the level cap now. I feel you on that one. <laughs> what about you, Barry? I I'm stopped at level 15. I played it a lot, but then the Smash download came with Ryu and Roy and Lucas and I started playing that again and uh, now I'm playing uh, Dragon Fantasy for review for Nintendo Views so I really haven't gotten back to Splatoon uh, will I go back to it? Probably uh, we do a Nintendo Views thing most definitely uh, it's just one of those things where I don't have a lot of time right now in my life so I can't sit there and, and grind out, especially going level cap going to 50. I mean, at 15, I was like, oh, I'm only five levels away. Now going to 50, it's just like I'm throwing in the towel. Like, there's too many other good games coming out that I can't just sit, and sit here and just do the same thing over and over and over and over again to grind out levels. Yeah. That level cap was a, a huge jump there. So, <laughs> I'm also, I haven't even hit level 10 as well. So, I'm kind of like, uh, it's going to be a tough one now. Um, but it's that's, also that's way, on how fast it take people to actually get to 50. Oh, uh, someone will have five like days tonight. Tomorrow. Five days, you think? Five days tomorrow. <laughs> I think five days ago. They already got it. People already got it. They've got, their, <laughs> they've got their, their monster energy drink and their fuse and their Mountain Dew, and they're, they slept all day today to spend all night tonight doing it. They probably got, like, seven other people to all go in with friends and just, just do it nonstop. <laughs> That's true. So yep. will, do we know, will your, like these new modes, will those matches count toward your level cap or like your level? Is that so? Like you could, you could just keep doing that with friends over and over and over again, I guess. 
Well, do do ranked battles count right now? Yeah, ranked battles give you a lot of ranked. experience. Yeah. Oh, that's why. The friend, <laughs> the new friend team mode, whatever it said, is a ranked battle. So I would assume it's probably similar to that then. Right. If you win that's in true. ranked battle, you get a shit ton of experience. And if you get like win streak, it just keeps going up. Like I went to like thirteen to fifteen in one day because I won every single ranked battle for like an hour period. That's, that's true. Yeah, I, I move like a lot faster in ring battles. I need to jump over there and do that because I was yeah, to do that too. Yeah, I haven't even gotten to ten, so I'm at nine. I'm almost there. But... Yeah, I don't know. So the the one one thing is it's worth noting about the game too is that like a lot of the updates that came out after the game's release were actually already on the disc. So it was kind of an interesting choice for them to just push new maps, new weapons, things like that. Now, this update, obviously, is actually a true update to the game. Going forth, right. when you up... Yeah. That's what I was saying. Those other... The maps were just maps that were already there for, like, single-player um, things and everything. So they just they basically made them available for multiplayer. So that's why they were already on the disc. Um, yeah, this time, they've actually changed things around on a map. And so this is a, an official update. Yeah, the other times, which is actually kind of interesting because, like, every time there's a sma- there's a Splatoon update, like, I, I go to my Wii U expecting to download something before the game starts, and then, like, there's nothing to download. It just makes it available when you connect to the Internet because it's just the new things that are available, like new weapons or, or new stages, different things like that that are just now available because they're already on the disc. This time, you know, this actually is an update, but I still... Like, will they actually release an update to it, or are they or are they going to do it the same way because it's only online battles? So, will you actually need to download anything to your system? Well, we knew about the other stuff because of the strategy guide. When when the strategy guide was revealed, it revealed like the NZAP eighty five and the NZAP eighty nine and all that. They were all in the strategy guide because they were already on the disc. I don't know if this stuff is in that guide. If it is, then it's already on the disc. If it's not, then it's it's not. I don't think. No, I mean, the, I mode, the modes they had talked about before, we kind of knew they were coming. Um, the the new types of weapons, I don't know about. The the change in the, what, wait, is it the, I forget which level it is. They did a change to port mackerel or something like that, I think. Maybe um, the actual changes is, is brand new. I don't think they intended to do that. I think they kind of saw how people were playing, and they are like, okay, we need to change this up a little bit to make it a little more even for players. Um, so I'm guessing that definitely wasn't, wasn't in the, uh, the strategy guide. Yeah. I didn't even know they changed Port Macro. Right. That's how long since I played. I don't know if that's it, but they changed one of them. I'm they did change one of sure. them, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, that update is out now. So if you have Splatoon, go update the game. If you don't, there's so much content there now that it's definitely worth it if you were considering it before. It's a lot of fun. And you should get the game so that you can face off against the Nintendo Fuse uh, squad eventually. That'll be, that'll be a fun time. We'll definitely have to set something up for that. <laughs> I don't know what Steve's doing. Is he doing like game like... signs or like... <laughs> I'm trying to like, Nintendo Fuse gang time. And an N and an F, but I'm getting it backwards because the, <laughs> the mirroring on the camera. I don't know what I'm doing. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be better off drawing on a piece of paper. <laughs> That's true. 
Trust me, he's he's better playing Splatoon than he is with that. Don't worry. That's not true. Um, That's not true. But he's not. <laughs> he he hates the crack. Um, That's the secret to beating Steve. If you get a match with Steve, make sure you have the Kraken special, and then hunt him down, because that is his. <laughs> I I perfected my uh, my super jump defense now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. To see me hopping around the screen. That's the only way I can avoid it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, definitely check out that update for uh, Splatoon. It is out now. Um, so that kind of brings us to the end of all of our news and all of uh, that discussion as well. So it kind of brings us to the main topic of the episode. So uh, July 11th, it's been almost a month uh, since the passing of uh, Satoru Iwata. Uh, may he rest in peace. Um, yeah, that was definitely kind of a shocker, I think. Um, we all knew his, his health was kind of a bit in question here and there because he kind of missed an, out on, on certain events and things like that. But I don't think anybody expected that to happen as soon as it did. Um, and I want to take the time to, like, you know, kind of, you know, it's been almost a month now, and I know there's been so many things that have been released since then of, of uh, just his experiences and, and uh, so many memoirs and, and, and things that I've, I've watched and read. And, and uh, I kind of wanted to sort of reflect on our thoughts on Satoru Iwata and, and what he meant to us, what he meant to Nintendo, to the gaming industry as a whole, just in general. Because um, I know personally, he's like one of those people that like, I really looked up to in a way. Like, you know, people had Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs passed away. That was kind of a big deal. And some people were upset and stuff like, for me, that was Satoru Iwata. Like, he was even more, like, close for me than Steve Jobs because, I mean, he was, he was he was Nintendo, you know? He represented Nintendo. And all these different events, I mean, he had such personality. I mean, the Nintendo Direct, I mean, that was, like, his doing, the bringing the news directly to you. I mean, that's, it's just, uh, it's, it's his style, you know? And um, he brought so much to Nintendo. Um and it almost like it feels weird now, like thinking about it. Like it feels like he's just he's still here, and you know, it's just it's just I, I don't know that it's still fully even hit me, I guess, in a way. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just kind of want to get your thoughts on, on what you guys have felt, what he he meant to you all as well. So um, we'll start with you, Steve. Yeah, I think um, it's yeah, like like you said, Austin, it was it was really surreal i think when when i heard the news it was it was something that yeah yeah we'd heard a lot about his um his health issues for the last year or so but i don't think really too many people um you know nintendo fans and everything really thought it was that serious um but then you know all this this comes out and I'm like wow that was he must have been you know struggling a lot more than that we had thought um and and so yeah, I think part of me, like like you, um, is still kind of in that that it's hard to believe sort of uh, mindset, I guess. Still, um, I think similar similar to Steve Jobs. I mean, we were kind of anticipating, I think, his death a little more um, because it was a little more public um, of what he was struggling with. We knew it was inevitable, um, I think, with him because of the cancer and everything, but. But with uh, Awada, we re- weren't really sure what he was struggling with, what his, his health concerns were. Um, obviously, the people closest to him did, but the general public didn't really know what he was struggling with and, and how severe it was. 
And so I think that's um, partially why it, it was so um, surprising, I think, because it was like, wow, I, I, we just saw him. We thought he was doing okay. And then all of a sudden, um, I think for me, it's, it's, it's tough because this, like, he, he was only, you know, the president of Nintendo since 2002. Is that right? Um, and so, like, he hasn't been, you know, in my lifetime, he's really only been the president of Nintendo for about like half, little, maybe a little over, no, less than half of my lifetime. Um, but it's been since like college, which is really when I, I got into the gaming industry. Um, and I started learning more about um, Nintendo as a whole, as a company. And I started, um, you know, really appreciating them as a company. Before, it was just something I did. It was something I, I was a kid. I played games like everybody else. Uh, I liked, you know, Nintendo characters and stuff like that. But I didn't really care much about the company. Um, but once I got into college, um, I started, you know, growing more in appreciation to the company. And that's the Nintendo that I got to know. That's the Nintendo that I that I really grown uh, appreciation for. And that was the Nintendo with Iwata at the lead. And so. Um, you know, it, it definitely drew me in more, uh, and I became, you know, I started writing about Nintendo and talking about it on our podcast at least once a month and all this stuff, partially because of, of him and his, his influence and his leadership um, of the company because, like you said, he, he did make it more personable um, doing the Iwata Asks um, stuff and, and the Nintendo Directs. Um, you know, he, he brought video games, you know, to that next level, to that huge casual market with the, with the DS and the, and the Wii. Um, things like, you know, he was leading up a lot of those charges and, and that was huge. You know, it took kind of Nintendo to that next level. And, um, you know, I don't know if, if his impact is as great as Steve Jobs, um, but I think it, it's equally important in a lot of people's minds because, um, you know, maybe computers have a, a bigger impact on the world, um, but video games are growing. Um, have a growing impact on the world, and it's partially because of what, what how Iwata led Nintendo um, to to take video games beyond just that niche market. Um, and I think that's that's important, and I think it's it's really important to remember that legacy um, that he just he didn't just bring fun games to people. He he took video games to that next level. Not just Nintendo, he took video games to that next level. Um, and it's it's going to be hard, I think, for for them to find someone else that, that's going to do it in that way. I hope they will continue to, to carry on that legacy and, and continue to increase and become a better and better company, but it'll definitely be missed. Yeah. What about you, Greg? I do share a lot of the same thoughts as like both you and Steve. I mean, I, a lot of the times, even in the, everything like from sports athletes, musicians, and even like celebrities, I don't really follow any of that stuff. And I didn't even really know who Awada was really until I really got to see him and all the Nintendo Directs and everything like that. And that's where I really started to recognize his genius. I mean, like Steve said, he launched Nintendo to new levels. He did the, he was responsible for the Nintendo DS and the Nintendo Wii, two of the biggest selling platforms they have under their umbrella. Um, it's just been really tough just to hear that he was struggling so much and he is now no longer with us so definitely wish his family and everyone at Nintendo like my peace and respect and hopefully he can they can find uh, 
difficult way to move on through this difficult time. But overall, I mean, he was a legend. He's got a lot of good games under his belt. I mean, I just finished the Sacred Stones on the Game Boy Advance on the CBS console, and I saw his name, and it just almost brought like, a tear to my eye. I just like, oh, my God, he had involvement in this one, too. I had no idea. And I don't know. It's just really hard to explain just, like, seeing that his name and all these different games and definitely brought like made like everything more public with with the a lot of assets he touched on. I did read a number of those like when Nintendo's site was in its early phases and everything like that and I'd always get a kick out of seeing all the various uh questions he would ask and how it always like he laughs and then I always just thought it was so personal that they would even like seem like they're having a good time talking about the development of the games and you could tell he really cared about everything. So I know he'll definitely be missed, and I hope that we'll be able to still see Nintendo Direct in the future. I don't know if they'll want to continue that because that was part of a lot of things was to be able to do it directly to us. So I, like I said, about all I got. Sorry, my video feed went out. No problem. Um... Yeah, no, definitely, definitely some good points. Uh, what about you, Barry? Yeah, like, like Steve, I mean, and like most people here, you know, uh, listening to this, I grew up with games, and I grew up with Nintendo. And uh, it was high school when the internet started to become big, and I started to go to sites like N64.com, and I started to actually look into the industry more than just, like, what Nintendo Power would give us, those little glimpses. And I started to see the people behind the projects and behind the games that I enjoyed. And, you know, as I did that, I started to respect them as a culture, uh, the, whole, the whole industry. And ever since then, I've been enamored with it, uh, especially in the
you know, when I heard the news and I watched those tributes, I cried. I, I couldn't hold it. I literally teared up and cried. And I've been at several funerals over, uh, over the past few weeks, um, buried several family members. And it, it was strange. Like, I was crying more sometimes when thinking about him and his impact on my life and on everybody's life. Uh, and it just, it, it, it hit me in a way that I didn't expect. It really was a sucker punch, and I, you know, I wish the best to his family during this time, and I really hope Nintendo continues on his legacy. I hope Nintendo Direct continues. I hope that he, uh, you know, whatever he had seeded in the NX development already, they hold steadfast to that, and they keep his legacy alive, because I think he deserves it, and I think Nintendo fans deserve it. Definitely, uh, well said for sure. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I did think it was interesting too about, like you said, Barry, how some of his achievements have kind of come to light that like, I also didn't really even realize with Pokemon and everything, like how he was, uh, um, kind of responsible to, to help make sure in, in Pokemon gold and silver and everything fit into the game too, which I had no idea. Um, even with uh, Balloon Fight and stuff and how involved he was. I, I literally had no idea about this stuff. I don't know how I just never paid attention to that. I don't know. But, you know, now I'm like, it's, it's just amazing to see that he went from being this programmer to all the way up top to being, you know, the president and everything. So, um, and, and he always brought this, this like fun like vibe to the company. Like, uh, like what Steve, you were saying how, pretty much he was president while since you started following the gaming industry. I mean, it's kind of like same thing with me is right around the time. I think the DS was, was uh, announced and everything. That's kind of when I first started paying attention to, to the actual industry and, and E3 and all that stuff. And it was Iwata. I mean, he was the face of Nintendo the entire time. So that's really all I've ever known. Um, and he is, I mean, Nintendo and, and my love for Nintendo and, and all these events is, a huge reason why um, I wanted to do this podcast as well. And um, it's just, um, he definitely brought so much to Nintendo, I think, um, with his, his style. It just, you know, like you watch, you see these other E3 conferences that other companies have. And then you see Nintendo's E3 conference they just had. Now, obviously, you know, there's going to be your, why doesn't Nintendo do your typical press conferences, blah, 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 all that stuff. But then, I mean, you look at the style that Nintendo has, I mean, the the whole like the Muppets thing and everything like all this stuff the the random like people holding fruit in Nintendo Direct like all these little jokes that have happened no other like what other company president like does that in all these official like you know announcements and stuff like you don't what how, this doesn't happen and Iwata like always made it kind of quirky and fun and and just as games really should be you know um, definitely very uh, very interesting to uh, to watch. Um, well, even even when uh, Nintendo did their actual conferences, and if you look at most lists of like most embarrassing moments and stuff, you'll see several up there from Nintendo. But even those, and I'm talking the Wii music, I'm talking the Nintendo Land fireworks, and I'm talking you know Cammy and Sean White on Wii balance boards. Even those moments, that was them marching to the beat of their own drum. They didn't give a crap about anybody else. They were just having fun. 
And for each of those moments, as goofy and as silly and as, as you know, weird as they were, uh, you know, especially when you were anticipating something big and you got fireworks, uh, that was Nintendo. They were doing their own thing. And for each of those moments, there's a moment like Twilight Princess's reveal and, you know, pulling Pikmin out of pockets and just having fun. And that's what I started playing games for. And that's what I think a lot of people started playing games for, to have fun, to escape world, life. Life sucks. Games are awesome. So we should all just embrace that and have fun and stop thinking it necessarily as a business and just enjoy it. And that's what Awada was doing. And that's the Nintendo he built. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I, I was thinking about just uh, Nintendo's um, presence lately in, in the world and in the gaming world, but also in the toy world. Um, you know, the impact they've been having with Amiibo and, and, you know, these people have been tossed around the, the rumors that they might be coming out with like a loot crate sort of thing um, service. And some people are getting more excited and how what is, you know, idea to really try to, Spark um, more uh, revenue for the company is to, to start licensing out their their characters a little more. I mean, shoot, we got a, a, a theme park um, coming, you know, for Nintendo. I mean, that's that's just they're taking the the brand back to to fun and entertainment, and and really, I think back to even though he was the first president uh, of the company to not be related to them, I think it's it's. In a way, he's he's the one that's taken it back to the original roots uh, of being an entertainment toy company um, that's really just about helping people have fun, and and I think that was that was really you know what you were saying, Barry. It's very very evident not just in the gaming side, but just the overall um, company of Nintendo is is all about fun, and and I think that's really cool. That's that's why I play games. That's why I I I'm, I don't. You know, there's a couple games that I get kind of serious about um, when I play um, Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. Uh, but for the most part, I, I just play <laughs> to have fun and, um, yeah, to escape and just to, just to enjoy and to have entertainment. And I think that they got it, and they've never left that that mindset, and partially because of, of a lot of really, you know, pushing from that ever since. I mean, one of his quotes, you know, was at E3 or whatever, I think one time he, he said – you know, at at heart, I'm I'm still a gamer, and and that's really evident. I mean, he he started as a gamer, he made games, and he worked his way all the way up to the top. And for Nintendo to see that, for Hal Laboratory to see that, put him as the president of that, and then for him to eventually be the president of Nintendo, people saw his potential all along. That he was just really a hard worker and, and got it. And I think, um, yeah, we we've seen the evidence of that. Well, I think that, that quote came from uh, GDC, actually, which made it even funnier because he was talking directly to other developers. But, you know, with this whole licensing thing, I can't help but think that this is a Wada pet project, something he's been – because, you know, that, that deals like the Universal deal don't just happen overnight. They sit there and they talk and it takes deliberation. But you think about the 80s Nintendo, and you had cartoons. You had Captain N, you had Mario Super Show, you had Zelda, you had – Mario 3, Mario World, and then into the later 90s, you had the DKC and Kirby right back at you, but they kind of disappeared, and I think they seemed to lose a little focus before Iwata took in, because I remember a quote from Reggie, uh, I think it was IGN interviewed him, and they said, do you, you know, what do you think about Sony and Microsoft? Do you view them as your competition? And they said, in terms of direct competition, no, but 
we view everybody as competition. We view your website as competition because everybody has 24 hours in a day. We only have so many, to- so many hours for entertainment. So whether you're watching TV, watching a movie, you know, reading something on the Internet, on Facebook, or playing a game, something's going to take your attention. So everything is Nintendo's competition, and that's the way they view, and that's the way they've been viewing, and I think that's why they're branching out, and I think they're smart to do it. And I'm wondering how much of this is Nintendo even, or, or Iwata, like even like the Jack-specific world of Nintendo figures. How long was that deal out there? They're getting characters out there. There's Nintendo shirts at Hot Topic. I mean, they're, they're now just reaching out. And there's, what is it, a, a Fruit, Fruit Loops commercial or the cereal commercial where they're playing Mario, playing in quotes because really it's the startup screen if you just leave it running on autopilot. But, like, they're suddenly becoming more pop culture again. And I wonder how much of that is, A, Awada's influence, and, B, how much of it will be Awada's death influence because a lot of people who I've seen, so, oh, I'm a Sony fanboy or an ex-Microsoft fanboy, suddenly realizing what he did for the industry and saying, wow, you know what, I give props to Nintendo, you know, and maybe they'll go out and respect and buy a Nintendo system. And who knows? You know, sometimes people do more work when they're dead than they're alive. Yeah, and you're Which talking about... Which is pretty about... cool. Because, I mean, even more, the better the, the better is yet to come then, if that's the case, because he did a lot while he was alive. Exactly. Yeah, that is true. Um, and just talking about legacy too. I mean, the whole uh, quality of life project we don't really know much about, but he's kind of been involved with that. The whole, all this time. I mean, everybody's like, Nintendo should make mobile games. Nintendo should make mobile games. And Iwata kind of like, he pushed it off to make sure that like, if they ever did that, they would do it right and not like just port older stuff to mobile and lose all the value that Nintendo had. It was. You know, we'll make specific games for mobile, but to promote our actual consoles and stuff. You know, like he kind of had this vision in mind of, of the importance of traditional gaming consoles and, and how to use mobile to their advantage. And, and I hope that they keep his mindset in mind going forward as well. And I hope that, you know, whatever's to come with quality of life, with mobile, with NX, I mean, I hope, you know, I'm sure Iwata's roots are founded in each of these things. And I hope they kind of, stay true to that going forward as well. So, yeah, any any other thoughts on uh, on Iwata? I know there's so much that we could really say. There's so much that he's done. Um, yeah, I'd say just, I, um, I mean, I, I, was, I just had the, the Wikipedia, you know, his Wikipedia page up, and, and just uh, do yourself a favor, you know, listeners, and just go and look up you know, if you're not really sure, you know, what he actually did, actually just go spend spend a few minutes, spend 10, 15 minutes, and just, just research a little bit. At the very least, read his Wikipedia page because the guy has done so much. And I think a lot of he, – he did go, like, underappreciated, I think, for, for a long time. Um, people just didn't know what he did just because he was just kind of in the background, just plugging away, doing his thing, doing what he loved, um, bringing great games to us. And there's some amazing games that he worked on that I was like, wow, he had a hand in that. He had a hand in that. I mean, we're talking not like, you know, no-name games. These are these are games that are still standing the test of time, like Earthbound. You know, he had a big hand in that. This, this is Earthbound, the, the game that's like still being talked about and still wanting, you know, people who are, you know, begging for a port to come to, to Wii and Wii U and everything because they love that game so much. He worked on that game. Um, he worked on Legend of Zelda. I mean, these are these are huge games. Um, 
and and had an amazing you know impact I think just by just plugging away and doing doing his thing. So yeah, definitely do yourself a favor and go go spend some time reading about him. Well, not only that, but he had a lot of impact uh, because of his personality. Like he had so much respect in the entire gaming industry. I mean, Brawl was announced before Sakurai was even talked to. It was announced at E3. And then he went to Sakurai, and if Sakurai said no, he had a contingency plan. They were going to just take Melee and HD it and then port it over. But Sakurai was like, yes, I'll do it for you. And even, like, I read a quote from Sakurai. He said, you know, he was so devastated, but all he could do was go into work and work and just, just try to work through the depression. And, like, that was his tribute to Awada. So, like, this new Smash Brothers stuff that just came out and the stuff that will come out is Sakurai working in tribute to Awada. So, you know, he may even say, well, I was only going to do three more characters. Now I'm doing eight more characters just because I want to keep working and honoring him. We don't know. We, we have no idea. But he had respect even from Sony, even from Microsoft, and from Sega when they were still competing. Like, he had respect from everybody because he was just that kind of person. He was like Miyamoto. He was like Reggie. He is so, so personable as a person that it's just, I mean, a two-day funeral. Not many people get two-day funerals. That says a lot. There's a lot of people that want to pay respect. Yeah. I did hear a number of things that he helped make sure that, like, Melee made it on time for the launch of the GameCube. He obviously was the sole developer behind the Balloon Fight, and he's had so much involvement in so many projects that obviously you have to take what Steve says and go figure out all these different games. But I did see someone's, like, um, uh, story or whatever. I guess there was a flight attendant for the WADA, and then, like, his phone fell off, like, between his feet or whatever, and then, like, the um, stewardess or whatever grabbed it, and then, like, he gave her, like, a signed, like, autograph and stuff, and he was so appreciative that he helped her out. And, I mean, it was just such a touching story. You could hear what such a wonderful guy he was and everything and how he treated everybody with respect. You wouldn't expect him to be, like, a CEO kind of person where they would normally treat them with not as being as friendly and kind to people. And it just really speaks volumes of his character that he's, quite a man of character. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just brings me back to one of the first moments that I remember of Iwata that is just still kind of resonates. And it's just, you know, his impact just shows, you know, he walked on stage and he's like, you say you want a revolution? Pulled it out, boom. Well, we've got one. And he totally helped to, to revolutionize, you know, what Nintendo does, what gaming really is now. And uh, definitely major impact um, on on everything. So um, he will definitely be missed. And um, you know, I don't even want to you know speculate on you know what's going to happen, who's going to be president next, all that other stuff. I know people have talked about that a little bit. I think just let it go. I think right now Nintendo's doing what they're doing. I mean, I'm sure it seems like with all the recent announcements that have come out that it's that it's maybe they did have a Nintendo Direct plan, they decided not to do that, and you know I think that's totally fine. Let Nintendo do what they're doing. They're doing it well. And in time, you know, we'll see what happens. But for now, um, we'll all just remember Iwata and, and what he did for Nintendo, for gaming, for, for all of us. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep his his, his family and, and friends and everybody in our in our thoughts and prayers. Um, yeah. And I, and think, I think it's important, too, to for a lot of 
and I don't know how much difference is because I'm not a uh, you know a, an expert in, in Japanese culture, but I do know that tr- the traditions are are huge and and the you know respect for people and stuff is, is a huge thing in, in Japanese culture, and so I think a lot of times it, it's easy for Americans just kind of move on. We're like, oh, okay, what's happening next? What's going on next? But like you know, in the Japanese culture, they're going to really honor him and they're going to take their time and not just jump in right to the next thing. And so we, uh, as Americans and the rest of the world who are used to just moving on and forgetting, um, need to also respect him and, and honor, you know, them as a, as a company and their decision to, to take their time, because I think that's going to be better, you know, for them as a company and them as employees and everything. Um, but also, you know, that's just, that's just who they are. And so, um, not to expect them just to just to fly by and everything, uh, and you know it's important for, for I think about us all just to slow down and just like you know what, who cares? Who cares about what happens next? Let's just just honor this guy for a while and uh, and and all he, he all he did for the company and for the gaming industry and 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 in a way, like we said, for the entertainment industry as a whole. Yeah, absolutely, um, and and. You know, in his honor, we will continue discussing Nintendo, continue doing the podcast, and enjoying what they what they have to bring to us. So, we hope that uh, you all continue to, to to listen to us and continue to honor Iwata in, in his memory um, as well. So, um, going forward from there, um, and with that, that kind of you know wraps up uh, this episode for for tonight. Um, so, we will try and be back and, and do more regular episodes as well. Now that kind of the summer is sort of winding down. Uh, to some extent, and we got a bunch of other, you know, games and stuff coming out soon, uh, Super Mario Maker in September and, and so on. So we, we have plenty more to talk about in the coming months as well. So uh, definitely stay tuned. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Harman Sohi, who joined us in the uh, chat room as well, and uh, Mike, of course. So shout-out to them. Um, thank you all so much for, for listening, and uh, we will be back again soon. So stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com. Uh, to find out when the next episode is, and we will see you all next time. See you guys. Take care.